What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. If you're just tuning in, this is part two today of my interview with Hilco Guitars. So if you want to know kind of all the intro stuff about Hilco Guitars, a bunch of stuff about the custom options from Hilco Guitars, and really a whole bunch of other fun stuff and some cool tour and on the road stories, go and check out the previous episode of this podcast. That's part one of my interview. And today, part two we carry on talking about custom options stuff talking about pickups and stuff and we go into a whole bunch of other stories go off on a bunch of tangents talk about the future of guitar music all that kind of good stuff um and it's great fun again i want to thank hilco for coming on the podcast i want to urge you to go and check out hilco guitars all the links are in the description so you can find that there nice and easy facebook instagram youtube all of that good stuff so without further blabbing on Let's just dive straight into part two of my interview with Hilco Guitars. Um, I wanted to ask about your pickups as well. You use some cool pickup builders. Is like a do you get French custom pickups from? There's a guy in France you work with, I think, and Greece. Is there a guy in Greece? Okay, in Greece. Um, Nick Nick Silver is based in Greek. He's Greek. Okay, um, but that's he sent me. Oh, a few years ago, I think it was a, a pickup over a, a, a couple of pickups over. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to try them? You want to give me feedback about them? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was touring so much and I had custom orders. It didn't, you know, I, I totally forgot about it. And then I found them and I, I went, I said to him, send me an invoice for them because I didn't have time to try them yet. Yeah. And now I had a base built order. And the guy, the he said, I want to have something made but special. No big brands, no... And I thought I've got r- the right guy mm-hmm. for the right job there. And then uh, Nick wanted those uh, bass pickups and some P90s that I'm going to try. Cool. In cheaper models. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. That's great to know. Um, just because one of the the cool things you get is is sometimes the smaller builders work with these smaller pickup builders and they just have some really like genius designs and just sound totally different tonal options as well on some of them which is cool yeah and i think it's a nice thing in these times that we support each other you know um yeah it's it's just nice to have other customers they just want their normal brand they want their duncans or you know mostly i work with tv jones that's TV Jones and um, Tim Mills um, bare knuckle pickups. Yeah, those two I use the most. But now with the Brexit coming, I don't know what's gonna happen with import taxes on uh, British pickups that will you know no, no. knock them out of the of the game for a wee bit. Who knows? Possibly, yeah. I don't know. They they, they will get more expensive. Uh, will people still want to pay that for you know that price for them? I don't know. I yeah. hope it stays the same and people are order will order the bare knuckle pickups because I think they're really cool for more modern stuff. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then for the classic shit, well, shit stuff. It's <laughs> a TV Jones. I'm 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 I hate humbucker pickups, and that's why I'm using the TV Jones a that's lot. That's a strong statement for a guitar builder to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, yeah, I'm not a big fan of humbucker pickups. I'm I'm a sucker for a P90 single coils, whatever. Um, yeah. and I think the TV Jones 
um, filter, well, Supertron, it's basically uh, a Filtertron with uh, magnetic yep. rails instead of, you know, mm-hmm. more a bit more dynamic and more sustained. They sound more single coilish mm-hmm. in my ears than, than a real humbucker. But, you so, know, yeah. that's a good thing that there is a difference in taste because otherwise we would be fucking each other's, you know, all, all the same wife, you know. <laughs> we just wanted to have one typical... And that would be the end of the world. It would be. There would be a very large, awkward orgy and then shortly followed by the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have lasted very long. We probably so, wouldn't have got to the, the kind of place in society where we had Filtertron design. We probably wouldn't have had the, the kind of peace of mind for that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you're right. Don't get me wrong. If you are desperate for a humbucker in your mm. guitar, I just ask for you know 500 euro more and you can get it <laughs> yeah no i'm joking <laughs> um, but if you ask me what pickup would would you put in that guitar 90 percent would say uh a p90 yeah a single yeah. coil uh, yeah, yeah yeah i think that i think i think of that as well i think that just makes that for some reason just makes not logical sense, but it makes some kind of irrational guitar person sense to, to yeah. put that in there. Some kind of feeling. It depends on your style and your how you feel that day. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. I've got absolutely. one guitar with humbuckers, and that's a seventies SG, an early seventies SG, no, mid seventies SGs, and those that guitar with those pickups, it's incredible, incredible. Weird. And and. For me, for a humbucker disliker, yeah, that's impre- that's something. Yeah, that says something. Yeah, that's saying something. I I do I I like watching guitar builders like walk that tightrope between what they like and sometimes what they know and what the the customer wants. You know, and obviously it's you're you're a business, so it's like the customer's always right. But part of the job is like you're kind of consulting as well. You know, you're you're giving your knowledge and. People aren't just buying an off-the-shelf guitar, so it's a weird tightrope to walk. It's it's their choice, and that's the thing because you know otherwise all of my guitars would have the TV Jones and the the bare knuckles in them. Yeah. Uh, or but if the customer goes, I want this brand or that brand or that brand. Mm-hmm. Who am I to say you know to disagree and say no? You you can't have it. Yeah. It's for this or that. You you will lose a customer. So I I try to push you know my favorites. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forwards, but yeah, yeah. But customers always right. Always. Of course, there you go. Of course, there it is. And I mean, the cool thing though is that that's always in the kind of DNA of your designs. Even though you then work with the customer, like um, I was kind of hanging out with a builder once, and um, everything that I was kind of liking and dialing in for him was way too dark and just you know everyone has actually unique hearing and there's even weird things like men and women have quite different hearing and and you know i know he was just saying like he was just saying like everything's too dark and his guitars are super bright and then the people who are looking for that as soon as they play his guitars you're like finally it's 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 you know the clouds are lifted it's bright enough and for me it's it's much more searing and fits a different kind of tonal place. It's kind of just so funny that it's all coming from his ears mm-hmm. compared to me. Yeah, but, you know, that's a part of my job is is trying to tune in into somebody else's ears. When right. I work for Nile Rogers or, you know, Simple Minds or Elmer K, it doesn't matter. I have to 
know or learn how they listen to certain stuff. Yeah. And I don't do it by playing chords, but it's it's just yeah, a little, you know, check, weird check, guitar checking things. Yeah. And after a while, I know the monitor should be, you know, sounding like this. The amp should sound like that. Still, I'm not. I don't have the hands of the the guitarist. Mm-hmm. And Al McKay, he's a lefty. You know, he's the the guitar player from Earth, Wind, and Fire. He wrote September. He was producer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. And that's the main man I work for now. He takes me all over the world. And he's a lefty. So right. that's extremely hard. And just like you said, you know, for me, it's way too bright, everything. His settings are way too bright. But when he plays that thing, sounds, it's... Sounds ooh, right. Yeah. And nobody else can play it because it's too bright. But it's it's all in the fingers anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You don't have their hands, but... That's the cool. That's a cool thing. That's an interesting way to put it. Is you're trying to get in, to hear from someone else's ears. Is it, is yeah, you always, and that's what I do as guitar maker as well. I try to listen. I I would love to know the person behind that wants to buy the guitar, but obviously that can be very expensive. If you if you have to spend, if to if he has to pay you for months to be his guitar body, that will be a very expensive guitar for sure. Yeah, you have to you have to try and get that kind of consultation done in a way that's also cost effective. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that's the hardest part of making a guitar for somebody you don't know because they might go like I want the Les Paul, but basically they want the Telly, and mm-hmm. how do you that tra- translate that into their mind? But yeah, yeah, Inception. You just got to like go into yeah. their dreams and. Whisper that, into their ears. You want to tell him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to like meet in the middle. But um, from from the the kind of I don't know player or slash guitar pervert side that I'm on, um, it's well worth people doing if they're weighing it up. But uh, you know, we talked about it when I was talking to Fran from Fran Fred. It was kind of um, talking about you got to meet in the middle. You know, like. Uh, if you just know what you want, you can just tell people, and that's great. But if you're not sure, you got to remember they're not just a, you know, they're not just a CNC machine. The builder is a person who can actually, you can ask questions. You can go like, yeah, I don't really yeah. know. Like, <laughs> well, what is the difference between this and this? And you, you don't just have to fill out a form. So, uh, I think that's a cool thing that people could be aware of as well. Um, I noticed that you're using the odd Scottishism as well. How long were you in Glasgow for? Uh, about five years. Okay. Five, five, but see, I was touring with, with Simple Minds and I, I hooked up with the personal assistant of Jim and Charlie. Um, we, uh, got together really well along and she was living there in Glasgow. So if we were not touring, I was, uh, in Glasgow and, uh, <laughs> And when we were touring, we were sit, you know, together with Charlie. They're all Glass Region. Well, most of them were Glass Region. So you yeah. pick up that accent very fast if if you're like nine, ten months a year on the road with them or in the studio. Uh huh. Yeah. You adapt to it. Beautiful city. It is Glasgow. a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely love. I grew up mostly in Edinburgh. Um, but mm. 
Mm. But you know, with the that's yeah, a glass region thing. The glass ah, region, sure, uh, yeah. uh, no, know, let, east let me, and west coast. Let me let me cause some controversy right now, though. So when if I'm back in Edinburgh, it feels like home, uh-huh. even though I was originally from England. Edinburgh, and like that area, I wasn't actually in Edinburgh. I was near there. I was out in the middle of nowhere, to be honest. But that that whole, whole bit feels like home. But Glasgow. If anyone ever goes, oh, Glasgow's so much friendlier. The people are so much friendly in Glasgow. Oh. I'm like, yeah, sure, obviously. Like <laughs> Edinburgh, Edinburgh's just full of like all these snoo- snooty rich people. You know what I mean? Glasgow's yeah. like full of people who are asking you how's your day's going, and Edinburgh's full of like kind of Mrs. Doubtfire-looking people who are like, this is a private garden. What are you doing here, yeah, young man? So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I see. Yeah, that's the thing about the glass regions. You go into a pub. You sit there for five minutes. Within five minutes, somebody's talking to you. Yeah. Literally. You know, and he can be a banker. He can be a homeless that just had enough money for a pint. But once inside that pub, everybody's equal. And I really love that. Really interesting uh, talks um, and guitar talks and music talks with, you know, in in pubs in Glasgow. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, the the, the friendly thing I, I recognize that in there because they can be... Not friendly as well, but whatever. Ah, that's that's just people, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah. Wherever that's you go, you, exactly. get, you get the whole mix, you get the whole spectrum. Yeah. But there is a certain like welcoming thing in Glasgow for some mm-hmm. reason. You know, when you're there, which is 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 kind of different. They're thinking if you're crazy enough to 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 travel <laughs> up there, it must be worth to have a chat with them. Yeah, it must be a story <laughs> here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why Glasgow? <laughs> exactly. There's always there's always kind of a friendliness there, you know. And it's good because obviously with my, they always have fun with my accent because I just I sound like, well, I sound English to everyone else. Whenever I meet English people, they go like, "Where the hell are you from?" Like because it confuses them, but. Can you imagine my my language? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Belgian, Scottish, English. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. They go, are you Irish? Are you? And they go, I go, no, no, no. The um, Chris Ria, he was always um, joking with my um, uh, <laughs> my English. He said that the the Belgian Scotsman waffle <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I can't. I can't even remember what he said. But, uh, um, it was something like that. He was. It was funny. He was. He was. <laughs> he was a funny asshole. But I love him to that. He's oh, a great guy. Well, yeah. I mean, anyone should go when when we're allowed to move out of our houses. Thoroughly recommend everyone goes. I mean, just to Scotland in general, to be honest. Like, oh. But most beautiful country in the world and so many musicians there yeah really good musicians it's it's oh, unbelievable yeah it was unbelievable fun. it was fun you know growing up there playing gigs and mm. and you know um just just hanging around musicians and stuff and like yeah edinburgh has this crazy thing as well where it's like it's only like three hundred and fifty thousand people it's not a big city but the number of gig venues and music venues is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is stupid. There's like some streets just with like 30 music venues, <laughs> you know, live music everywhere. And and Glasgow's actually the same. Um, yeah. Bigger city, but just just as densely populated with places to play music, which you you move out in the world and go to other cities and start to realize, oh, it's not normal. Like there's not just live music every night somewhere. <laughs> I think Ireland and, and Scotland... Um 
are the the champions in that in the uh, the western music way yeah uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about India and stuff like that they might be but you know it's a different kind of music but mm. like folk in in Ireland it's oh, beautiful as well every pub they play everybody is a player every plays some instrument mm-hmm. same in Glasgow that's my experience yeah it's cool when you end up in those places and and they're just like swapping in and out musicians from the bar like you end yeah. up in those folk bars where they're just doing that um which right Joe you know this tune you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Which is great, yeah. I was sitting in one once, though, um, in a bar where that was kind of going on and people were swapping out, playing all these um, Scottish folk songs and then started singing this one and you kind of tune into the lyrics and I was like, this is definitely about killing the English. And I <laughs> on the wall, they've got like the Declaration of Our Broth, which is kind of this like Scottish Declaration of Independence and things like hung proudly on the wall. I think they had multiple of them and I was kind of sitting there like, okay, I'm not opening my mouth for the rest of the time. <laughs> Someone else can in, order me a pint. <laughs> in, in in Glasgow, there's you got you got the Barris and there is like a market there and open. It's it's this crazy rough people are uh, walking about there and there is this Irish pub and on Sundays they sing forbidden Irish songs. Right. You know and. Police will not come into there because it will be a riot and Glasgow will be on fire. So I walk in there with my girlfriend and they go like, you know, my accent wasn't right. So she gave me a really hard time, the bartender, well, the girl uh, behind the bar. And then the owner came and came, my girlfriend, she was like waiting, waiting till a riot would start. And I was like, shit. And I was looking at her and she was like, Till just the moment that they were going to go like, you know, you're not welcome here. You fuck off you. You are you and bloody blah, blah Celtic. And, and then Kay came, right? You, you know who this man is? He's, he's a, um, Charlie's guitar tech. Simple minds. He went like, yeah, it's his guy. This guy. Okay. What are you having? A free <laughs> beer and everything was settled and. But it was weird to have that experience. That's what people An unfriendly to claim to fame, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, but it was well dodgy that I would step into that bar. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I was with good company. You were good. Well, well, yeah, it helps to have a guide wherever you are in the world. Helps helps yeah. to have someone who knows what's going on. Not that not that we're scaring people off going into Glasgow pubs because it's the best thing to do. But yeah. <laughs> but it's good to have a guide. It can help wherever you are in the world. That's awesome. And um, obviously, we're all hoping next year we can get back to some kind of normal um, in every way. And hopefully that means oh. touring, people buying, keeping buying guitars and all this stuff. Um, you know, this year kind of skews everything. I'm always interested in hearing what people's opinions are about where guitars go in and guitar music and stuff. But it's always hard to project out this year because it's just thrown everything into weirdness. But um, are you one of these people who's always reading everything, decrying the death of the guitar, thinking what a load of rubbish or positive, optimistic? How about, how do you feel about guitar future? I'm too busy drinking beers in a Scottish pub to do (laughs) that thing. No. (laughs) I don't really read read that stuff because I think the guitar will not disappear. It's still 
a tool, first of all, to impress your friends and then uh, maybe future partner. Mm -hmm. And then you can do cool things with it as well as playing music. And once you get into that um, party, mm -hmm. the the time you will spend with that instrument is endless. I think, you know, it's you got a bond with an instrument. And, and most, I think, every guitarist, he's got his one his one dear guitar, mm. you know, the one. And I don't see guitars disappearing that fast. It's still, if you look at a picture of a commercial shoot or whatever, there will be always a guitar hanging on the wall yeah. or somebody in the background, a campfire. Mm -hmm. They're not taking out their DJ stuff around the campfire and... Um, you know, <laughs> fake turntables with MP3s they're spinning. It's always a guitar, you see. Mm. And that's one of the reasons that um, the guitar will not die. It's way too sexy, way too handy to travel around and look cool. And you just put it in a room and people go, oh, guitar, nice. Mm -hmm. It's a... You don't do that with a keyboard unless it is a... Um, a Fender Rhodes or whatever, a Wurlitzer. You go, oh, that's a nice uh, electric piano. But most people that see a guitar, even when they don't play a guitar, oh, I think it's a beautiful instrument. You know, just looking at it, I would buy one to just look at it. Yeah. So unless we start making incredibly ugly things uh, and 3D print everything, <laughs> uh, I don't think the guitar will not die. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree, you know. And it's, I think it's like, I think it's. I think there's a lot of clickbait to it. It's exciting. If you say the guitar is dying, you're bound to get some people paying yeah. attention just to if, even tell if, you to if they, shut up. <laughs> if if they say uh, name whatever uh, popular um, singing artist, mm -hmm. if they say she's she might be sick, everybody will know what you know. Yeah. Everybody will click on that. So it, it is clickbait. I think I don't know the the figures of you know uh, how many guitars are sold this year, but mm. I don't think it will be a lot less if you compare it to last year, to yeah. twenty nineteen. I mean, some people are having record years. Um, I think Gretsch and Fender. Um, yeah, because order. people are they have more time to spend at home. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I think I think I feel that the cheaper priced. Um, guitars are selling better i think i don't know because yeah. i'm thinking about bringing out a new model that i'm working on one well one of my first models the the ld and the lsd mm -hmm. i'm 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 doing drawings on my computer now to and try to get one out for just under 2k like oh. 18 1800 1900 but an oiled finish um basic very good workhorse that yeah. that builds pretty fast and it's not crazy custom you know customizable but very slightly but lower the price and and maybe sell a bit more of yeah. those and then when they're ready they can move up to the the rootster model mm -hmm. um, that's how i feel this year if i have to um well that's what i was thinking this year yeah. Um, that's yeah. my plan for next year. And it's just, yeah, 
so people can get a feel to the the Hilco brand and then know that the next level, the carved top, can be yeah you know, fully fully tuned to the max, whatever yeah. you want, and can dream about it. And still, a student can afford a good instrument as well. Yeah, which I is think, important. Yeah, yeah. And people that play a lot at home, they don't want to have the fancy bling bling. Well, maybe they do, but a very good basic guitar will do them just fine. Yeah, yeah. All the tone, all the playability, yeah. but not necessarily mother of pearl. Not the gold and the, the the sparkles. Yeah, yeah. I I like it when builders can hit both and and kind of say I could do everything and and also like you say it's good because then you got your kind of gateway drug, like yeah. you're a student or you get started and you go you know I want an instrument which is feels like it's for life and 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 has everything there but I can still afford it and then once they're eaten fancy sashimi with rock stars or whatever they can mm-hmm. they could skip up to the rootster <laughs> yeah and they can do sashimi from that guitar they can lay that in the restaurant and then they can eat <laughs> the, the sashimi from the guitar and then play it just to look cool as anything just to be the yeah. coolest person in the restaurant <laughs> i once i once was invited to a, a sushi dinner and there was a, a lady laying there and you were eating the sushi from the the lady. That's stupid. That doesn't exist. No way. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is existing. That's and ridiculous. it was yeah. There was a lot more going on after, but um, that's why you know. I think it should be the guitar. I think that would be cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I never. Well, I I did one uh, official relic, and all the relics that I did. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important that you um, involve the guitar player in the relicking process. So when I, when they come and pick it up, mm-hmm. I put it on the table and I use it as an ashtray, or I put my drink on there, and he has to put his drink on there. Mm-hmm. So you can you start relicking it because every scratch on the guitar has its own story, and it, I think it's a lot nicer when you can say, "Well, all those scratches are mine." Yeah. Um, in a way, and th- that's why I want to start the relicking process, or you know, when I relicked the guitar and I give it to the artist that ordered it and paid way too much for it, um, he has to bring some drinks and maybe some weed or whatever, and then we can uh, do a ritual, some sushi or whatever, put on the guitar, have a party with the guitar, and then he can take it home. Yeah, and that's a lot more fun to. Buy a guitar like that, I guess. I think so. It's got an experience already built into it, a story before exactly. you've even taken it home. Yeah. And then that's the birth of the guitar. And because all the time, a, a brand spanking new guitar, you know, high gloss finish, the first scratch after a couple of weeks, they call me up, ah, oh, can you fix that? And then I always say the first scar is the deepest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> It hurts. It hurts, but <laughs> it's a story, and you will never forget it. So no, but that's an old other story. I'm I'm starting to rant about um, rally guitars, but whatever. Uh, you might not tell those stories to everyone, especially when it's like, how did that scratch happen? And it was, you know, yeah, you, you pulled out a cable me. and <laughs> flew it across the room, and it hit it, and you're like, damn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it makes you look like an idiot, then you got to think it's like, oh, yeah. I was crowd surfing and. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. This guy threw a razor blade at me and I deflected it with my strat and that's why it looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely didn't drop it down my mum's staircase. No, 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 no. No, my wife was not angry at me. 
<laughs> through something and I managed to dodge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely didn't happen. No. Uh, awesome. Well, where should people go if they are interested in high-end custom guitars, if they're interested in 3D printed options and everything, Hilco guitars? Where should people go online to check you out? At Facebook, Hilco guitars. Instagram, Hilco guitars. The webpage, hilcoguitars.com. Perfect. YouTube, Hilco guitars. There Just we go. Hilco guitars. H I L K O. Hilco. There we go. And guitars. I think you can spell guitars. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you probably <laughs> you'd probably think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is Belgian waffle guitars, but I don't know about. If that is still running, that website, the URL, RL, I don't think so. Oh, it sounds delicious, though. Um. <laughs> yeah. Chris Tasty. was, yeah, called me the Belgian waffle. Chris Ria. <laughs> Belgian waffle. And a lot of Americans did. And uh, <laughs> some of, they, they are joking, oh, Belgian waffle guitars. Yeah. Because I, only... <laughs> I, I do the cooking, I do a lot of cooking as well. Yeah, and so they they make it made it into the Belgian waffle guitar company. I see. I think it might also be because Americans can only navigate the world by food, isn't that right? That's, that's uh-huh. all they know about Belgians. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> kidding, if... kidding. Don't hate me, Americans. I swear, it's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked now, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all my American listeners just logged on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look, I'm from the UK. We were as ass backwards as anybody. We can't make fun of people. (laughs) (laughs) You have to laugh. You have to have a laugh, man. You have to. Yeah, we should plug your food stuff as well, though. Hilco Cuisine. People need to check out. Hilco Cuisine, yes. Um, Yeah, thanks to the the COVID um, thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I had time in the summer. I was going to have the best summer ever uh, touring, doing Japan, Jakarta, the whole world, you know, Mm -hmm. crazy touring. Uh, But that didn't happen. So um, seven years ago, I won the Belgian Championship barbecue. Well, the beef um, part of it. Oh, sweet. And that's the the most important prize that you can win in Belgium. (laughs) And... um, I had an interview with a low, uh, well, with a national um, radio station at seven in the morning, and I said, um, "Every week I buy a nice piece of beef in at this butcher here in my village." And this, well, the ra- that radio station is running at his butcher shop. He heard it, and then he he phoned me up and he said, "Who? How did you make that steak?" And bloody bloody blah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I make this." spicy salt with chili peppers i grow myself mm-hmm. and i use that and i did that i want to sell that salt and that's seven years ago i said i'm a guitar maker i'm not gonna do you know spices and and uh-huh. sauces and uh yeah thanks to covid i had a lot of time and i started um producing them officially and now he's selling the sauces i've got uh, one of the 33 top chefs official top chefs of belgium there is only 33 he's using one of my products in uh, his kitchen and stuff like that and the good thing is about it it, i'm I'm working with ferments i'm not going to bore you to that with food stuff but i can produce once a month what i need yeah i can deliver that or get it delivered 
and I can still tour. I can still make guitars. So people, don't worry. I will not stop making guitars. <laughs> no reason to panic, but I'm a big foodie. So sometimes when I'm working at secret projects, guitar-wise, that I can't um, post pictures about, I'll do a lot of food stuff though. So then you know, oh, he's doing a secret build again. Yeah, yeah, that's that's this that's the like the bat signal out there. We know what's going yeah. on. You're posting your your hot sauce pictures again. And if you want on. to see more guitar pictures, it's very easy. Order one, <laughs> and uh, I'll charge a little bit more for the expensive camera I've got, and um, I'll shoot a lot of pictures of your guitar, and I put them on the web everywhere you want. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Great. I, I should start selling it like the 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 advertisements on Facebook. Every click, <laughs> it's like a dollar a click or a dollar a photo. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll decide when I stop posting those photos. <laughs> Flawless business model. Yeah. If I if I order a guitar, can I get some? Can I get some hot sauce as yeah. a as some case candy as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, um, I. I always try to put in something. And that's a big thing. In 2021, there will be spicy chocolates, Hilco spicy chocolates. And I wanted to do that for a long time. When you order a guitar, you get some Belgian chocolates. But these will be some spicy Belgian chocolates. Wow. And the peppers were grown in my garden, a very uh, small garden here. And that's what you will get when you order a guitar. Awesome. Together with a free um, sample um sauce and salt sample um box man that's sick um, tastiest guitars out there man tastiest guitars out there you, yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> but let's the rootster that i did with the chili peppers that is still in the stage after a crazy fuck up from i don't know who it was i don't want to talk about it but whatever uh -huh. it did the boutique guitar showcase and it's a rootster guitar that I as uh, pepper inlay yeah. uh, peppers on the on the headstock yeah and, but it did a tour in Europe and it ended up in the states and now I have to pay to get it back and import it again so I'm saving up some money till I can do that because I'm dying to do some photos with that guitar and the sauces and the peppers oh, obviously of course man and I, there are a couple of pictures on your Instagram people need to go check out of the yeah it's you can see it's the a natural and that's the the oil I'll be using in the future because mm. I'm I'm thinking about stopping using the very chemical nitrocellulose and and whatever. Right. I, I want to uh, be more natural. Uh, it's the way to go. Environment. Um, you we, we have to care about the environment. I guess it's way too late, but you know, still whatever we can do, we should help. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you are. You're taking a rock star attitude. To it. Yeah. I'm doing it, but I, I'm going to do it way too late. So. <laughs> healthy food, healthy food, healthy spicy food, and, and beautiful, healthy guitars that save the environment. Yeah. I, I mean, That's it what... is a big deal in, in the guitar building world. I've talked about it like so many times on this podcast because it's a massive thing with builders, you know, the sustainability angle on their guitars and kind of cleaner ways of doing things. It's massive. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah. And I think guitarists care about it and artists, RE people tend to care about it. So I don't think it's a bad thing. And the other people will care about it too when it's too late. But Yeah, when our, when our bottom floor of our apartment buildings all start going underwater, we'll probably, 
we'll probably care a little bit more. But you know, it's it's we can help by showing them cool options by using okay products or okay wood or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I'm not going to start into the politics of nah. what is right and wrong. But nah. you know, just make it cool and people will buy it after a while, I guess. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I tend to yeah. find just yelling at people or trying to lecture them on whatever you think is right with your own stupid brain doesn't help. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Have some hot sauce then before you do that. Exactly. <laughs> it saves yeah. you a lot of a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of trouble. Wasted time. Absolutely. Yeah. Shut up and play guitar is another option. Yeah. So that can that can definitely work out better. That, well, thank you so much for joining me. On the podcast, oh, thank you. Dude. It um, was a very pleasant chat, I guess. I think. <laughs> Let's uh, see what people will say about. It. Let's see what people will say. Yeah, awesome. Well, everybody, the links to all of Hilco's stuff will be in the description of this podcast as well. So it's super easy to go check them out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on the web. Um, and as always, play a bunch of guitar. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and I will catch you tomorrow.